We are in Proverbs. We're only one Sunday in Proverbs. We started Proverbs on Tuesday, and we'll finish sometime this week, because next week uh, we won't be in Proverbs anymore. Uh, so um, this week we got one Sunday to talk about Proverbs, and the reason being is because we've been working our way through the Bible all year long, Genesis to Revelation, from January to December, okay? And, and so uh, many of us are following what's called the Bible Project Daily Reading Plan, and so it's three or four chapters a day, and out of those chapters I write a daily Bible devotional thing called Gathering in the Word. If you want to get it, then fill out one of the little cards in the backs of the chairs and put it in a box, and, and we will, um, you'll get added to the system, whatever that is. I don't touch it because I don't know how. All right, but I do write the devotional, and it goes out every morning about 4.45. All right, um, but on the Sundays, whatever the chapters are on Sunday during the Bible reading plan, that's where we take the message from. And today it might have been like 11, 12, and 13, something like that. So we're in Proverbs 13. There's 25 verses. I, I just looked at it and thought, all right, we're going to read all 25. And, and, and because there's a lot in here, we're not going to be able to mine the gold that's in this thing this morning. All right? So what we're going to do is look at what it is that God wants to reveal to us through the book of Proverbs and through a couple of the individual Proverbs that we'll highlight this morning. Uh, the message is titled, God Said It. God has spoken into time. The God who is outside of time, outside of just purely a physical existence like me and you, uh, God has spoken into creation. First of all, He spoke creation. God spoke it. God said, right? Let there be light. Light. Before there was even a sun, there was light. All right? God spoke trees into existence. Let there be trees. Trees. Right? Uh, God spoke all of creation into existence. That is God's spoken word all around us. Gives testimony to God every day, all day long. Second thing, we've got God's written word. This is the word of God. <clears throat> all of it. Genesis to Revelation. It's all the Word of God. Uh, we don't get to pick and choose what we don't like. God didn't call me to be an editor. He didn't call you to be a redactor. You don't take a black pen and go, I don't like that verse. I'm crossing it out. Can't do that. God calls us to read it. Listen to the Spirit of God. Discern what God is saying and obey the Word of God. All righty? Okay. And the third thing is the living Word of God, which is Jesus Jesus lived, the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, we beheld His glory, glories of the only begotten of the Father. Okay? So we've got God said it, and today I'm just saying there's wisdom. There is wisdom all around us, y'all know that? Huh. Oh, I messed miles up, didn't I? Sorry about that. All righty. Wisdom, here's the question. Three times already this year I've asked the question, who are you listening to? But every time I've done it, it's been in the context of the noise of the world. That, that there's noise in the world. And I'm afraid that a lot of Christians are getting bound up in the noise. They're getting distracted by the stuff in the world. They're, they're getting conflicted to the point where there's this, this, this tension and this, this unrest between people. And there's this, this animosity and, and people are paying too, ah, too much attention to what's being said in the world, all right? So, when you hear wisdom, is he, is he preaching? I'm just checking. I mean, sorry, Miles. Sorry. He was probably sleeping and I woke him up. Anyway, when you hear wisdom, do you know it? 
When you hear wisdom, do you recognize the wisdom? Do you recognize the source of wisdom? Are you paying attention to what it is that, that is trying to get your attention when wisdom, you know, is what you're hearing? All righty? So before I read Proverbs 13, um, we don't have a church bell. Did y'all know that? Sure you did. We used to have speakers and a, a, a contraption that played through those speakers in the steeple like a church bell. And they would ring, ding, bong, bong, and they'd play, they'd play hymns. They'd play like at three in the afternoon, they'd play like How Great Thou Art or something, and, 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 and then storms tear things like that up. So anyway, we don't have a church bell. But ever have noticed when a bell rings, and, and depending on the bell, you know, how it's heard, I mean, if, if we were standing here and there was them, one of them giganto bells up on the roof and it went, bong, man, we'd all be going, right? But if you were standing up at, let's say, the pier, you'd hear it, right? Why? Because those sound waves from that bell just, just echo out and echo out and echo out. And, and there's a truth uh, of, of, of things called harmonics and that sort of thing that, that if that key, that note, that specific individual frequency hits something that it's in tune with, the thing that it's in tune with will vibrate, right? That's how they tune a piano. Right? They create that vibrations so that it's, it's on the exact same frequency. So, here's what I want to tell you, is that when wisdom rings, does your heart resonate? See, because if you're out of tune, or if you're off the frequency, you might not be hearing what God's saying to you. All right? All right, let's look at Proverbs 13. I'm going to read all 25 verses, so here we go. He's going to pick it up as we go. A wise son responds to his father's discipline, but a mocker doesn't listen to rebuke. From the fruit of his mouth, a person will enjoy good things, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. The one who guards his mouth protects his life. The one who opens his lips invites his own ruin. Okay, I'm vibrating. All right. The slacker craves yet has nothing, but the diligent is fully satisfied. The righteous hate lying, but the wicked bring disgust and shame. Righteousness guards people of integrity, but wickedness undermines the sinner. One person pretends to be rich, but has nothing. Another person pretends to be poor, but has abundant wealth. Riches are a ransom for a person's life, but a poor person... A poor person hears no threat. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is put out. Arrogance leads to nothing but strife, but wisdom is gained by those who take advice. Wealth obtained by fraud will dwindle, but whoever earns it through labor will multiply it. Hope delayed makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. The one who has contempt for instruction will pay the penalty, but the one who respects the command will be rewarded. A wise person's instruction is like a fountain of life, turning people away from the snares of death. Good sense wins favor, but the way of the treacherous never changes. Every sensible person acts knowledgeably, but a fool displays his stupidity. 
A wicked envoy falls into trouble, but a trustworthy courier brings healing. Poverty and disgrace come to those who ignore discipline, but the one who accepts correction will be honored. Desire fulfilled is sweet to the taste, but to turn from evil is detestable to fools. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Disaster pursues sinners, but good rewards the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. The uncultivated field of the poor yields abundant fruit, but without justice it is swept away. The one who will not use the rod hates his son, but the one who loves him displays, disciplines him diligently. A righteous person eats until he is satisfied, but the stomach of the wicked is empty. There's a lot there. Pray with me. Father, today I just pray, God, that we would exalt your name. God, that we'd lift high the name of Jesus and that we fix our eyes on him as author and finisher of our faith and that, God, we would hear God, that it would resonate in our hearts. God, that we would understand the call of wisdom in our lives. And God, we'd pay attention to it. Not the world. Not what's going on in the world. But that we'd listen to you. And that we would obey. God, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Interesting. There, there, there are two streams flowing in our existence. Flowing in creation. I, I call them streams, not, not literally streams, but, but there are two, 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 two concepts out there. Righteousness and wickedness. Righteousness and wickedness, all right? And, and, and these two streams flow through the existence of life and creation and all these things. And, and we see it in the story of God's Word. We see it in the Bible. We have creation which God, when complete, said, it is very good. And then as sin and the fall and the chaos and corruption of sin enter into God's perfect creation, uh, we have, we have this, this brokenness of people and the corruptness of people's heart. And it was said in the days of Noah that all of mankind's heart was evil and corrupt. All right? And so, so when you see this and you start to recognize, wait a minute, that, that, that I, we, I don't want to swim in that stream, right? I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want when wickedness is proclaimed for my heart to be resonating in that. I don't want wickedness to ring in my heart. I, I want to be paying attention to wisdom. I want wisdom to resonate and ring as, as a part of who I am. Alrighty? And so, so when, when I see this, 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 this sort of juxtaposition, just whatever it is, this righteousness and wickedness, juxtaposition. Is that right? Thank you, Caleb, for nodding. Appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Two spiritual forces that are at the source of this righteousness and wickedness. God and Satan. Okay? So really, when we ask the question, who are you listening to? <laughs> And you better know. You better recognize who it is you're listening to. Because, see, if you're, if you're paying attention to that which is corrupt and wicked, then my encouragement to you would be, turn around. Go a different way. All right? The two, righteousness and wickedness, this is just my statement. 
they do not borrow from each other. Okay? Uh, there are those now in, in certain spiritual faith circles employing things that when I in the 70s was coming up in Christ and learning and understanding what God was saying were just absolutely corrupt Eastern spiritual practices. But now there's some church groups employing these things. Watch out. The angel of light is a deceiver. Who do you listen to? Who are you paying attention to? All righty. You follow one or the other, just so you know. Here you go. First verse. A wise son responds to his father's discipline. A wise son responds to his father's discipline after his 21st birthday. Right? I remember. I mean, I'm old, but not, not quite so old that I don't remember. I got to see my mom and dad last week, right? My dad's 83. He'll soon be 84. Uh, there's something he started doing a few years ago. He had a heart attack in Brazil on a mission trip. He was out in the woods, jungle, bush, whatever you want to call it. They were building a church. He started having this heart attack, these chest pains and stuff. So, so they put him in a truck, and they took him out of the woods to the hospital. And he's in the emergency room, and this Brazilian cardiologist comes in and says to him, you're a man of faith, aren't you? Dad hadn't preached yet, hadn't said anything yet. He said, well, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. The cardiologist said, well, you need to thank him because he stopped your heart attack. What doctor in Brazil approaches somebody he doesn't know and makes that kind of statement? Right? So dad comes home, sees his cardiologist. Sure enough, he's got blockage. They stick a stent in there. He's okay. That was like 15, 20 years ago. But it's about that time that my dad starts saying to me before he leaves, son, I love you. He said, and every time we've we part ways, he said, I'm going to tell you that. He said, because... I don't know if it'll be the last. Whoa. Dad, that's a real downer. Dad, that's depressing. Dad, don't, don't tell me you love me. <laughs> right? Is that, is that what we want to communicate? No, no. I want my dad, every time we part ways, I want him to say, son, I love you. Because quite honestly, there's wisdom in that. Because the day will come when he won't be able to say that to me. <laughs> and so if those are the last words I've ever heard my dad say, boy, that rings the bell of wisdom in my heart. It just rings it out to me, right? So, so I'm paying attention to a father's discipline. I'm paying attention to something my dad learned firsthand in a jungle in Brazil. If he'd had a heart attack in Brazil, I had to fly him home. What? What? No. You see? So, so, so this, this, this who do you listen to question. When the bell of wisdom rings, is it resonating in your heart? Do, do you hear it and understand what it is that God is trying to reveal to you? A mocker doesn't listen to rebuke. Do you know the word discipline and the word disciple come from the same root? 
right? So when I see the word discipline, I immediately think disciple, which, which rings a bell that reminds me of Jesus and his disciples and how, how Jesus gave instruction to his disciples and how he walked the walk of righteousness as a model to and for his disciples. And, and his disciples paid attention to his life. And, and so that when Jesus was gone, what did they do? They followed in his steps. See? So, so the wise son responds to his father's discipline. Why? So the question is, who knows best? God knows best. God knows best for you. You know what? I mean, I hear, I hear Christians all the time going, oh, I just don't, don't know if God's listening to me. I just can't. I, God knows what's best for you. God, who sits outside of time, which I already said, right? He, he speaks into our time. God already knows your tomorrow. Do you trust him? Are you listening today to what God's trying to say to you so that you'll be ready for the tomorrow? Right? Because if you're, if you're not listening to God today, then chances are uh, something could happen in your life tomorrow that all of a sudden you go, ah! How many of you did I wake up? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, see, I mean, if, if something in life surprises you or something in life you're not prepared for, can I just go ahead and tell you, God already has the supply. God already in his providential care has provided for the needs of your life. Okay? But if you're not paying attention, you might have missed it. Okay? Wisdom comes from God. I've always said that wisdom is knowledge and the application of it. Knowledge. You know, I know some smart people. I, I don't claim to be one, but I know some smart people. I've had some smart people. <laughs> we had one here. Uh, really an intellectual guy, right? And, and I would be reading the Bible, and I'd be teaching the Bible. And this person said to me, he said, oh, well, we're just more sophisticated than that. And I was like, Really? Am I more sophisticated than the Word of God? Is God's Word somehow out of place in time? Are the truths that God has given to us to be disregarded? Oh, man, that kind of statement just kind of went, I went, well, you might be, but not me. Right? I'm listening to the Word of God for the wisdom of God. I want to pay attention to what it is God is communicating and, and, and really very specifically what God is revealing of himself, okay? Wisdom is knowledge. Wisdom is knowledge, the knowledge of God and the application of that knowledge. Wickedness is the knowledge of evil and the application of that evil. Listen to these words right here, because because I I love to I love that bell ringing illustration. Um, a few years ago, I somebody gave me a church bell. It was an old church bell, right? It was pitted and all this kind of stuff, and and I thought, well, I'm gonna get fixed. Uh, I didn't know that you almost. Just, I mean, if you could fix the Liberty Bell, you'd fix it, right? You can't. It'd have to be reforged. You'd have to start over, which is why they don't fix it. Okay. 
So I got this bell that this friend of mine gave me. So I was going to have it fixed. So I took it to the body shop. Um, uh, they made it pretty. Now, here's how they made it pretty. They put Bondo on it. So that every time after that, when the clapper would hit the bell, it would go, clunk. There was no resonance. There was no vibration. It was no longer a bell. Okay? It, I ruined it. I shut up the, 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 the key, the, 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 the very frequency of that bell's tone. I killed it. See that? So, so when, I, when, I, when I start reading through the Word of God, whether it's Genesis, whether it's Proverbs, whether it's the Gospels, whether it's the writings of Paul, I listen for the truths that ring that are the revelation of who God is. Listen to these verses right here. Verse 14, it says, A wise person's instruction is a fountain of life, turning people away from the snares of death. So when you hear that verse right there, a wise person's instruction is a fountain of life. Any, any timeless truth ringing for you there? Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, and I will produce in him fountains of living water gushing forth. Man, I read that, that, that proverb, that one little nugget of truth, either written or collected by Solomon, I went, fountain of life. Man, that resonates as a truth from God because Jesus is the fountain of life. And guess what Jesus does? He turns people away from the snares of death. Wow, man, that resonates from Old Testament to New. Pay attention. Good sense wins favor. But the way of the treacherous never changes. Good sense. I wrote this this week. Common sense, cliche goes, isn't very common anymore, right? Every sensible person acts knowledgeably. <laughs> Get ready. This is the Christian Standard Bible, so the translation said it, not me. But a fool displays his stupidity. Can I just tell you something? That's a word that I was taught as a teacher, preacher. Not to use with children in the room. But do you know how many times in a day when I see things that I just want to go, that was stupid. Right? I mean, I'm not the only one in this. I know I'm not. Y'all wouldn't be laughing if I was the only one that thought that. Folks, the world around us mm, is not ringing a bell of wisdom. As a matter of fact, the world we live in is ringing wickedness and sin. Verse 20 says, the one who walks with the wise will become wise. Let me ask you a question. Who do you hang out with? Hanging out with wisdom? You hanging out with people who speak wisdom? You hanging out with people who live wisdom? Are you hanging out with the people who give you an example of what wisdom looks like? 
or you hanging out with, get ready because a lot of the Proverbs give a positive and a negative. Or they give a negative and then a positive. Here you go. But a companion of fools will suffer harm. Wow. 21 says, disaster pursues sinners, but good rewards the righteous. All righty. So what bell's ringing? If wisdom rings throughout time, does it resonate with you? Does it resonate in your heart? See? If truth rings from Genesis to Revelation in God's Bible, in God's Word, the Bible, if Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, does truth ring in your heart? Or are you distracted by the lies? And I'm going to go ahead and say the source. Are you distracted by the lies of Satan? The deception of Satan in the world. Conversationally yesterday, I was talking to a couple and I said, well, they were asking me a question. I said, look, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan's goal is to destroy you, your family, your culture, your society, the world we live in. What, I hate to ask it, but here it comes. Which bell are we hearing loudest right now? Sorry. Just, who am I listening to? The Proverbs ring the bell of righteousness, goodness, and redemption. Jesus is the Word of God become flesh. And the Word of God, the Word from the beginning, all the way back, when God spoke creation into existence. And God is speaking the wisdom to our hearts today. Are we paying attention? Are we listening? Are we abiding by truth and wisdom? Folks, if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to tell you your single greatest need this morning. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. If you don't know Him, you know, if you're not walking with Him, you know, if you're not hanging out with the Savior, you need to know Jesus, and we'd love to introduce you to Him. Maybe you know Him, but the world has, has, has called you aside. You've heard Something that resonated with, as Paul calls it, the old man. The sin nature. And you've chased after that thing. You know what the Bible calls that? Sin. The Bible says you've got to confess and repent of that sin. Turn to God. Maybe you're here today and you want to be a part of something God's doing as a part of the gathering. Man, we'd love it. But you just got to obey God this morning, okay? God speaks truth. God speaks wisdom. Are we listening? Are we paying attention to Him? Main, main thing, if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to be standing here as we sing in a moment. You step out. We'll talk. We'll pray. Let's pray together now. Father, thank You for today and just for a love that, that just overwhelms, for a love that is unconditional. And God, You loved us so much that, that Your only begotten Son died on the cross 
and, and we have life. And God, you've revealed yourself. And God, you've shown us and you've spoken. And God, we need to be paying attention to that. We need to listen to what you're saying through your word, by your spirit. And God, my prayer is this morning that every person in this room has a relationship with you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And yet, God, if they don't, we want to we give them the good news, the gospel. We want to share with them the message of hope that is only found in Jesus. God, as we sing, help us to praise you. As we finish this worship gathering, help us to sing it to you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.